More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Gonna tell it like it really is. We know Haney doesn't give a shit. Silencing critics, eliminate misses. Two chips never accept on shoulders to get better. Everybody knows the name. Read about it. We're golf teachers, Hall of Fame. Never doubt it. It's time for the truth. Here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. You're listening to Haney. It's time for the truth, here's our dude. You're listening to Haney. Yeah. Listening to Haney. Welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast. Happy to be with you today. I am uh, recording on nofilter.net today. And this will also be broadcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. But if you haven't been to nofilter.net, you got to go and check it out. A lot of great programming on there, a lot of great shows. And like the name implies, there is no filter on nofilter.net, which is what I love about it. So this is Ryder Cup week, and it is time for me to give you a little Ryder Cup preview. Now, I've, I've been talking about the Ryder Cup leading up to it in the last few weeks. This event should be a great event. It typically is. It gets people riled up in the golf golf industry. The golf media loves the Ryder Cup because it's something that uh, extends the golf season past the PGA Tours FedEx Cup and, and uh, most importantly, past the major championships. It's always like a Ryder Cup year. I, I, I'm, I'm right there with everybody in that. You know, President's Cup doesn't do anything for me. Ryder Cup, yeah. Ryder Cup's for real. I'm not live or die Ryder Cup. I'm not live or die United States winning Ryder Cup. I just like to see golf win. That is my number one thing. I always want to see golf win. And golf wins when it's a Ryder Cup year. And golf wins when it's a close Ryder Cup. One that, that you know, has some drama going into Sunday. Of course, NBC, whoever's doing the telecast, they're going to they're gonna try to give you drama no matter what. I mean, you know, U.S. will be up by, you know, eight points and they'll tell you how, you know, Europe needs to get off to a good start or whatever, or, you know, vice versa. Who, who knows what, what, what the score will be leading into Sunday. But unless it's, it's fairly close, I mean, you, you have these, you know, Brookline, you know, I got a feeling Ben Crenshaw, uh, you know, great comeback. And that kind of story happens very rarely. Uh, it does happen. So you can, you know, you can hope for it. But but more likely, you're going to have a close match. You want a close match. And that's when golf wins, regardless of, regardless of wins. I mean, I think you could argue that it benefited golf 
when Europe had a good run with the Ryder Cup, when they were winning, winning Ryder Cups, because, you know, a lot of people just kind of took it for granted. The United States was going to win. And, and, th- and that kind of puts you in the category of President's Cup where nobody cares about it because the U.S. wins all the time and it's not even, not even close. And in fact, the big theme this year at the Ryder Cup is the fact that the U.S. hasn't won in 30 years on foreign soil. I mean, this is like when they talk about football, this team's history winning here. I mean, what what does that have to do with anything when all the players are different, you know, and not all the players are different on the Ryder Cup, but I would go so far as to say the majority are different if you just go two Ryder Cups back. So, So I don't think the history means anything. I don't think the home course advantage thing is, is a big deal. People say, oh, you know, they get the home course advantage. They get to set up the course however they want. They don't, they don't get to set up the pins. They get to determine, like, how wide they want the fairways, how deep they want the rough, that kind of stuff. You know, when the U.S. had a bomber squad and, and you know, they had DeChambeau, they had Dustin Johnson, and they had, you know, Kepka. And they had, you know, what was considered to be more of a bomber squad, guys that could hit it out there forever and, you know, hit it anywhere, go find it. You know, they, they tricked up the course in, in France, made it really tight, made it really, you know, shorter, kind of took driver out of the players' hands. And that was, you know, then all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, you know, home course advantage makes a big deal. And, you know, the U.S. did the same thing at, at Hazeltine a little bit where they, you know, open it up and let them go. Bomb, bombs away. You know, it pins in the middle of the green and, and uh, driver everywhere and wide fairways. And then people said that favored the U.S. Well, I tell you what really favored the U.S. What favored the U.S. is they had a much better team. Uh, what favored Europe when they played in France is that the teams were very close. What favors the uh, European team this time is not much other than the home crowd. Now, I don't know, you know, personally, I don't think the home crowd has that big of an effect on the event. And I'll explain why. I mean, you'll hear the the Europeans, uh, you know, cheering when we miss a putt or we lose a hole and the cheer will be loud. But these are all great players. They're great champions. They've won a lot of tournaments. They love sports. All the Ryder Cup players love sports. And one of the things I think they love about sports is, is, is that, you know, you have to perform under all different kinds of conditions. And in golf, it's pretty much just such a hush-hush sport. You know, people don't cheer against you. And I, I honestly think the, the guys kind of like kind of like that. I think they kind of like the – the, the challenge, you know, how many of these players do you hear talk? I mean, Michael Jordan was famous for it. You know, he, he kept a list of everybody that said something about him and he was going to prove them all wrong. And Kepka's kind of the same way. I mean, Kepka's like, a, you know, he, he, he's got the chip on his shoulder. He'll find something to put a chip on his shoulder. And a lot of athletes are like that. So, so I think when the other side is cheering against you, I, I, don't, I don't know if, if that's really – a negative thing for that player or if it's maybe neutral or, you know, maybe even positive because it's going to motivate the players. And I think they want to show everybody. So, so the U S is a heavily favored team in my mind in the Ryder cup. Now betting favorite. Yes. They're betting favorite for uh, Las Vegas, for betting markets all over the world. The European team is an underdog. 
They're not a prohibitive underdog, but they're an underdog. Uh, what, why aren't they a bigger underdog? They're not a bigger underdog because the betting markets are favor. You know, they're, they're factoring in this this home course advantage, which is really the home home crowd advantage. Uh, you know, the 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 lack of noise for the U.S. But I I think it's the I'm going to show them attitude that the u.s will have that i i think it overrides that i don't i don't think that's a, a a big deal that that's not enough to sway me much i'll tell you what does sway me in my in my opinion what sways me is the fact that i've always gone off this i've gone off the world golf rankings now you know i don't feel great about the world golf rankings because they don't in, include the live golf players and it's a rigged system against the the live golf but if you're comparing it for Ryder Cup, other than Brooks Kepka, who's the only live golf player playing, other than Brooks Kepka, the rankings are all good. So, so the fact that Kepka is currently ranked, I, I don't know what he's ranked, 17th in the, uh, the, the world golf rankings. I mean, Kepka's a top 10 player for sure. So this proves my point even more. And here's my point. If you take the 12 players that are on the European team, and you add up the world golf ranking of those 12 players, it's 29.25. If you look at the U.S. team and you add up all 12 players and you divide by 12, add up their world golf ranking, the ranking is 12.91. So you've got a 16 you know, and a half point difference for every player on the team. Now, you know, the, the European team has Rory, Rom, Hovland, two, three, and four in the world. But you're matching those guys. And, and so they've got an they got an edge there. Their top three players, you know, are, are awful good. Their top three players average three in the world. The US's top three players, you got you got Scheffler one, Canley five, and you got Shoffley six. Okay, so 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 real. They're the top three players on the U.S. team average four in the world. Not much of a difference. Pretty pretty much the same. But you, if you want to give an edge to Europe, you can give an edge to Europe with the top three players. Hovland's been playing good. Rom's a great player. Rory's been playing good. Uh, you know, Sheffield's had had problems with his putting. You know, Cantley and 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 Shoffley, they they make a good team. So it's it, it's hard to 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 knock knock them as as a team. But maybe at the top, you give a little bit of an edge. If you give a little bit of edge, you give it to Europe. Okay, I, I, could, I, could, I could see that. But the rest of the way, oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, come on. The U.S. team, top to bottom, is much, much better. And that's why all they have to do, the U.S. team has to do, theoretically, is get through the first two days where they have the alternate shot and the best ball. All they have to do is get through the first two days and have it close. Like if the U.S. is up, like they were last time the Ryder Cup was played, if, if they're up after two days, well, take it to the bank. You can forget about it. It's over. I mean, they're, they're, they're arguably going to be favorites in nine, nine out of uh, – or, or eight out of the 12 matches, seven out of the 12 matches. They're, they're favorites. So, so they, you know, the, the favorites could lose. It's 18 holes of golf. Anything could happen. The other team could make a bunch of putts. You don't make any putts. It's possible. There's no, there's no doubt about that. But I'm just talking about who should win. 
And who should win is the U.S. team because top to bottom, their average world ranking is 12.91. And top to bottom, the average world ranking of the European team is 29.25. Now, it's better than it was last time for Europe when they got boat raced in, in Wisconsin. It's better than it was last time, but it's still not good. There's a huge discrepancy there. Now, the pairings could work out. In the singles, maybe it works out where, you know, Rom ends up facing the worst player on the U.S. team, which, by the way, the worst, the worst player on the U.S. team, world ranking-wise, is Ricky Fowler at 25. That's it. And Justin Thomas at 24. And Justin Thomas, well, you can't leave Justin Thomas at home. I mean, everybody's got the, you can't leave Justin. Justin Thomas, he just finished, you know, decent at the last tournament on the BGA Tour. I mean, I don't think people on the U.S. team, at least, they do not view Justin Thomas as the 24th best player in the world. He's, he's viewed as much better than that. And in Ryder Cup competition, he's viewed as better than that. But, but the, the, the thing is here is, is that Europe could keep it close in the first few matches, in the first few two days, because of the fact that they're going to ride these horses. They're going to ride Rory. They're going to ride Rom. They're going to ride Hovland. Uh, you know, they may all play every match. They may play two matches, two matches in the morning, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, both days. They may do that. U.S. is probably going to play everybody. They're going to wait and see how they're doing. You know, if, if uh, you know, Justin Thomas, who a lot of people were, you know, talking about him being picked, if he doesn't play good, I'm sure he'll, he'll end up not playing as much. And Europe's going to be heavy. They're going to be heavy on their, their big, big guns, no doubt about that. And, and the thought, though, is, is if they can keep it close, the U.S., they got a big advantage on singles. And that's the way it always is in the Ryder Cup. The U.S. always, it, it's the depth of the, it's the depth. And that's what makes the difference. The depth of the U.S. team is too much to overcome. When you look at the, 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 the worst ranked player is 25th. And you look at, you look at Europe. I mean, they've got the, uh, the, the Ludwig over. He's, he looks like a great player. Two-time, you know, uh, you know, best player in college, Ben Hogan Award winner. He's already won the European Masters. He's ranked 80th in the world. That ranking's probably low, you know, because he's he doesn't he hasn't accumulated points over. But even if you fact, even if you put him in the top 30, put him in, put him at 40, put him wherever you want to put him. Uh, it's it's still a big favorite for the U.S. team uh, because because Kepka's not 17th in the world either. You got to put Kepka in the top five somewhere. Uh, you know, he won the PGA, won the, won the uh, second at the Masters. He's not he's not 17th in the world. So so you could offset that a little bit with with moving uh, Ludwig up, Ludy they call him, uh, and he's the one they're they're kind of banking on. He's he, you know he he's he's a, a player people don't know about, young player. But how's a young player going to handle the pressure at the Ryder Cup? He seems like he's a cool customer. Maybe he won't have a problem. Who knows? Uh, but they've got other players that that are just honestly at this point in their career they're not that. I mean Shane Lowry's thirty fourth in the world, Justin Rose, uh, Robert McIntyre, you know fifty fifth in the world. It, it did this, you know, Nikolai uh, Holgren, you know, he's eighty second in the world, top to bottom. No, I mean, I mean, this is not a comparison. It's not even close. And that's why I think the U.S. is not going to have a problem at this Ryder Cup. I don't think I don't think they're going to have a problem at all. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts 
of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Junie. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? It look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get ready for Smart Money Happy Hour. Pull up a chair. It's the happy hour you wish your friends were having. Mix two money experts with some hot takes and a splash of nostalgia. And you get me, George Campbell. And me, Rachel Cruz, talking unfiltered about what's going on in the world, pop culture, and how to afford a life you love. We're talking money, celebrity budgets, and my budget for my two French Bulldogs. It's a lot. <laughs> You'll hear it all on Smart Money Happy Hour. Listen on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, one of the things that's interesting is, is, is Europe is always banking on, and they're always talking about, they, they, they think they got the new sliced bread all the time. And they, they, they do. I mean, it, and every time it comes up to the Ryder Cup, they've already anointed these guys as the stars, okay? And they're the new guy. Remember, I don't know how many Ryder Cups back this was. It was Victor Dubusan. Remember him? Victor Dubusan. He was the new sliced bread. And I forget who the captain was at this guy. And they're just throwing bouquets. I mean, they, they're throwing bouquets out there. Oh, my God, this guy's the greatest player ever. And, and, and he's going to be great. And, he, and he, he won two times. I think he won the Turkish something, Turkish, Turkish Airlines tournament on the European Tour, which, by the way, the European Tour is, is not the PGA Tour. Let's not confuse the European Tour with the PGA Tour. But, but he won two times. That's all he did. He was a new slice spread. Thomas Peters was the next guy. Remember at, at, at uh, Hayesdown in Minnesota, uh, you know, they had him. He was a, this guy's a new slice spread. He's a great, now he's on Live Golf. He, you know, he, 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 not, he may not even keep a spot on Live Golf. He's played so bad. They do this every time. Every time there's a new slice spread, this guy's the next latest. And the next time, this guy could be the real deal. This Luby Ober, this guy could be good. I mean, it, it, you know, he's he's a number one ranked amateur. So is Dubusan. You know, I mean, there's a big gap between amateur golf and professional golf. You could be the number one ranked amateur all you want. You know, that make you Tiger Woods. You know, that, let's let's not confuse being number one ranked amateur with being the next Tiger Woods. Those are those are two different things. But this guy could be good. Could be for real. I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him play. Everybody is looking forward to watch, and he could be. You know what? If he goes out there. And he blitzes them in the Ryder Cup. And, you know this guy. This this uh, Ludi goes goes. Uh, you know five and zero. Oh, then you know the, they'll they'll anoint him the next Tiger Woods. That's that. So that's an interesting story. Going to be fun to watch. Uh, I don't see it. I don't. I don't see. I, I don't. I don't see U.S. Uh, not winning. I don't see. I, it could be. It, it could be uh, lopsided. If if Rom and Rory and uh, Hovland don't just dominate, they got to play good. I mean, they got to play really good. And they could. They're great players. Uh, they, they could, be, but but at the Ryder Cup, it really boils down to, and then not to me, to crowd, uh, course setup. Yeah, you know what it boils down to? Putting, putting. You got to make putts. And, you know, one team makes putts, the other team doesn't. Europe made nothing at uh, in Wisconsin. Uh, last time they got smoked, uh, they made nothing. Zippo. I mean, just like they, they couldn't make a thing. Uh, U.S. made everything. Uh, and and in, in France, it was a different story. Europe was making everything. Uh, this time, who knows? You're, if, if there's, you know, if you look at the, the U.S. team, and you say, you know, what, what 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 could go wrong? Well, I mean, they they got a few suspect putters. I got to admit, Scheffler's a little suspect with the putter. Justin Thomas suspect with the putter. Uh, Jordan Spieth can be suspect with the putter from from you know five six feet. Uh, Morikawa's suspect with the putter. 
They got some guys suspect with a putter, but it's not like the you know, it's not like the other team doesn't have guys that 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 you know aren't the greatest putters either. Uh, but I would I would give the the you know the, the the one factor if U.S. doesn't come out on top, they just putt horrible. That, that's it. It's not going to boil down to the captain's picks. It's not going to boil down. To, oh, we shouldn't have picked Justin Thomas. That's not going to matter. Uh, you know, if Justin Thomas isn't playing good, they won't play him. Period. They're not just going to stick him out there to try and prove a point. I mean, if he's not playing good, they'll play him. You know, one match, and then they'll play him in the in the singles, and that'll be it. But my guess is he'll play just fine. It, the difference is going to be the putting. If one team makes everything and the other team doesn't make anything, then it could be a really close match going down to the end. But close and winning is two separate things, and that's why I got a big bet, big bet, Uh MGM uh, bet bet MGM. I am right there on the app, and I am going US US big bet biggest bet of the year. I'm going US, I, and I didn't bet my house. I got a nice house. I didn't bet the house, but uh, I made a big bet. So I'm I'm uh, I'm going to be cheering for the the US. But but you know what? I didn't make such a big bet that I'm not mostly just cheering for. I don't want to blow out, even though I made a big bet. Uh, it's not that big a bet. I want to I want to have a close match and I want golf to be the winner. And if golf's a winner, then I'm good. Then I'm always good. Hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Tune into nofilter.net and uh, also listen to my podcast. You can find it on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find it there. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. We will talk to you soon on the Hank Eddy podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 